the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Services Director Ken Cuccinelli says it's not really a big story. It shows how far we've fallen that it's even news that ICE is doing its job. This is their job every day. He was a guest on ABC TV's This Week program. Administration officials have said that the coordinated action will target about 2,000 people with final deportation orders. They live in major cities including Chicago, L.A., New York, and Miami. President Trump urging Gulf Coast residents to be careful as Tropical Storm Barry continues dropping rain across the region as it begins to dissipate. In a tweet this morning, Mr. Trump said, quote, a big risk of major flooding. Please be very careful. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. Just past 1 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, and let's look at your forecast brought to you by the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got a high of 89 degrees today, mostly sunny skies, chance of thunderstorms tonight, and a low of 73. And the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is right here on The Patriot. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. because each week the NARM brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. And we got Mitch Berg filling in for Brad Carlson next here on The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am not Brad Carlson. I am, in fact, Mitch Berg, doing uh, my duty, filling in for Brad, as occasionally I do. Uh, seeing what the other half lives like here on Sundays, kind of enjoying it. A little different vibe than we have on Saturdays. The hustle and bustle and and cutthroat atmosphere of Saturday talk radio is replaced by something a little more genteel, a little more laid back, a little more chill, I believe, as the kids say these days. It's it's kind of fun to be here. It's kind of like a little vacation, and yet I'm still on the air. That's kind of the way I like it. I'm glad to have you all here, by the way. 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call, should you care to join me, and I hope you will. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show, uh, short for Northern Alliance Radio Network Show. I'll be monitoring uh, both channels. Uh, operators are standing by both online and on the phone, uh, so whether you want to talk, whether you want to write, we've got something for a, a little bit of everyone, and trust me, when we have telepathy, as a, some sort of controllable phenomenon, we'll be watching for that too, uh, in in a sense that goes deeper than just I don't know. Every no, oh, I can't go there. Anyway, we'll be uh, <laughs> lots going on today. This is one of those weekends. I'm really glad actually that uh, I am in for Brad, who's off on assignment today, Brad, uh, because well, I love having my Sundays free. I was out for a week. Actually, uh, I was out uh, the weekend after Independence Day. Had a great time visiting family out west. But I had, uh, just between having two weeks between broadcasts and having a very, very busy week in terms of politics and in terms of stuff to talk about on the show yesterday, uh, and then taking an hour of that to go talk about uh, to talk about American culture, and the the miraculous nature of the American Constitution, uh, with David Strom yesterday, of course, the the uh, David Strom, long time, long ago, long time uh, co-host here 
former host of the Taxpayers League live show, which back in the mid-2000s, when the station used to have eight solid hours of local red meat conservative talk every Saturday from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m., we were, uh, in fact, uh, colleagues here on the station. It was great to have David back. We had a fantastic, I thought, discussion about something our American founding fathers understood that the, the the proprietors of no other revolution in history, especially since 1776, have really understood, uh, almost no other revolution since 1776 have understood, the fact that humans trying to perfect humanity is the most dangerous thing in the world and, and imbuing government with the power and the mission of perfecting humanity is pretty much suicidal. It, it has led to some of the worst horrors of human history, starting with the French Revolution, ending with a century of communism, socialism, Nazism, uh, Paul Pot. I mean, pretty much name any major hor- horrible crime against humanity. And you go back to the very beginning of it, and you will find a group of sometimes well-meaning, more frequently power-mad people who decided to, to do something, to use their power, to use their influence, to use their force, if you will, to rebuild humanity in a perfect image. And sometimes it was very well-meaning, and frequently it was people who didn't mean well at all, who exploited the, the, the energy and the, and the passion of people who did mean well and then ran them over. And sometimes it's people who just unambiguously meant well, but just completely had the bogus idea that humans can perfect humankind. Now, I'm talking about this for a reason. Uh, First of all, we talked about it for a fascinating hour yesterday. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast for my second hour yesterday, it's entitled David Strom. You go to am1280thepatriot.com slash podcasts, click on the podcast uh, menu item, then click on the Mitch Berg show from yesterday, and you will see uh, that's uh, who we talked about, second hour. It's an hour labeled David Strom because that's who he is. And this ties into something that I want to have been wanting to discuss for quite some time here. Actually, something I'm going to be writing about uh, a bit, quite a bit, over the course of the next 14, 15 months or so. Uh, we talked not so much this past week. I was out this past week. But the week before, a week ago, two weeks ago yesterday, I talked about a couple of the, the ideas expressed in writing that have been the foundation for the American experiment. Obviously, the preamble to the Constitution is an important one. The Declaration of Independence is one we, we celebrate this time every year, this time uh, uh, the week before last anyway. We, we celebrate the Declaration of Independence, including, well, the entire thing. Really, we've read the whole thing on the air. Actually, actually I did that last week. Uh, Saturday broadcast last week included an hour of basically going through the Declaration of Independence line by line. These are important ideas in how the American experiment was formed, why it was formed, what it's supposed to mean, and things that that every person, male or female, Christian or not, immigrant or 12th generation American, stuff that every American should know, and not just know, not just be able to recite, but be able to understand about why our society exists, why the American democracy exists, why it was formed in the first place and why it's important to keep it uh, whole and keep the integrity of the founder's original vision uh, intact and keep it from getting diluted by the deluded. So these are a couple of the important statements of of American history and of the foundation of America and really why America exists. The the constitu- uh, the preamble to the Constitution before it the Declaration of Independence. There's a few others. But since we are listening to a conservative talk station today, a station that is built around the fundamental principles of, of modern American conservatism, I 
you might want to ask, and, and perhaps you have, and, and if you're like an awful lot of people who came to conservatism uh, someplace other than a political science seminar, you you might not have asked yourself this. You might have come to conservatism because it intersects with something you know and that you believe. Things like America is worth defending. Things like the free market is the best way to allocate resources in an economy. Things like uh, borders should mean something. Things like America is imperfect, but it's better than most of the alternatives, really all of them when it comes to, to politics in general. There is a place where all of these ideas are put together. By the way, conservatism, like liberalism, by the way, is a term that is entirely dependent on context. And and conservatives, rightly, hear some of what is described as conservatism in the American media and think, well, what are you talking about? Conservative mullahs in Iran stoning adulterers? Conservative imams in Saudi Arabia forcing women to, uh, to, to not leave the house without a male guardian? Well, that is conservatism in their culture. It has nothing to do with conservatism in our culture, for the most part. But the, the fact is, the term conservatism depends on context, just as the term liberalism does. Now, progressivism does not depend on context. It is the same thing wherever you are in the world. The idea that government is your mother, government has the answers, we will build a better life through better government, government intervention in the economy and in your private life. That's what progressivism means first, last, and always. Conservatism means something very different. If you're a, if you're a monarchist, well, you're a form of conservatism, but monarchism has nothing to do with the conservatism of Ronald Reagan, of, of William F. Buckley, of Jack Kemp, of, of Ron Paul, for crying out loud, of, 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 of Antonin Scalia. Conservatism in the United States, modern American conservatism, is something different from conservatism elsewhere in the world, Con different from the conservatism that the media yaps about when they talk about the excesses of of mullahs in Iran or or brown shirts in, in Hungary or, or for that matter, brown shirts in Germany 90 years ago. It, it's a very different thing. And the reason we know this is because its principles were set down, much like the principles that led to the United States were put down in the Declaration of Independence and the preamble to the Constitution the principles of modern American conservatism were written down in one place almost 60 years ago. In fact, we are heading towards the 60th anniversary next year. September 11th, uh, 2020 will be the 60th, 60th anniversary of a piece of writing called The Sharon Statement. And to put it in capsule form, the Sharon Statement is the founding statement of principles for a group called Young Americans for Freedom. You may have heard of it, you may not have, but it was basically a group of young conservatives in the late 1950s and early 1960s uh, who, dis who basically banded together and said, we are going to form a new, um, uniquely American conservatism, bringing together the three major threads of what matters to conservatives in America. It was expressed in a statement which was not considered traditional conservative principles, because if you want to be completely strict about it, conservatism in America would have meant, yeah, let's go back with King with, with, with Great Britain. This is not what we're talking about here. Uh, it played a significant, maybe pivotal role in influencing Republican leaders from the 1960s and especially into the 1980s. It was Written, by the way, the golden age of American conservatism thus far. It was written by a fellow named M. Stanton Evans. It was adopted, again, September 11, 1960. It was named for the location of the meeting, the first ever meeting of the Young Americans for Freedom, which was at the home of William F. Buckley in Sharon, Connecticut. It's called the Sharon Statement. And what it did was it gathered together the the major threads of modern American conservatism. Uh, it's a combination of traditional conservatism, in other words, God and country and, and life, libertarianism, which is different slightly than conservatism, but 
adds the concern for the individual liberty that uh, that is an essential part of modern American servitism and anti-communism, which we'd like to think we won. That uh, a battle that we'd like to think we won twenty years ago, but. Well, we're seeing what's happening with the Democratic Party today. Anyway, these were the three prevailing variants of conservatism in 1959. And what the Sharon Declaration did was bundle all three of these ideas into one convenient, easy-to-digest package. And if you're not familiar with it, that's okay. It's one of those things that, that gets wrapped up into political science seminars, maybe, if you can find a university in America today that's allowed to teach conservatism uh, in its true form in a political science seminar. But it's worth becoming familiar with because it's something that conservatives need to orient themselves on as we head what is going to be a very challenging couple of years. 651-289-4488. We'll get back to that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. In Minnesota, you can take 10,000 different routes to adventure. One path leads you to bluff country biking and world-class hiking trails. Head in a different direction and explore modern art and a historic brewery. Navigate by boat to a lakeside restaurant or cruise downriver with friends on a paddleboard. No matter which route you take, from star-studded concerts to camping under the stars, you're destined to find your true north only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh-huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. American pressure. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall, and if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cups from Lucky's Stations. Best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget, all month long, we're giving away 1K a day here at AM 12A, The Patriot. Every weekday, there'll be four keywords on the air, plus a bonus keyword on the Facebook page. You get one chance to win per keyword. 
So listen each weekday at 8, 2.30, 5.30 p.m. and 8 o'clock at night. And then enter those keywords at the Freedom Fan Club page at AM 12A, The Patriot. And you can win a thousand bucks. That's a thousand bucks today. One K a day here at AM12AThePatriot.com. Go to AM12AThePatriot.com. Check out the Patriot Fan Club. This is where it's at, folks. 651-289-4488 the number to call if you care to join me. And I really hope you do because... It's my interaction with the audience that really makes this fun. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Being able to vent my opinion over the air to an audience of hundreds of thousands of people is the fun part. But being able to interact with you in the audience, just about the same amount of fun. Why choose? I want both. I want it all. And I want it now. What is he talking about? I don't know. Back on subject here. Uh, it's hard to explain to people today, even conservatives today, what the world was like uh, before modern American conservatism took it. You could, if, if you were watching the Minnesota Republican Party in the 1990s, you get a little hint of it. Because as, uh, as Dinesh D'Souza wrote about in probably the best biography I've seen of Ronald Reagan uh, back 25 years ago or so, uh, actually, if you ever get a chance to find Dinesh D'Souza's biography of Ronald Reagan, by the way, fantastic book, uh, far and away the best I have read. And he pointed out something that, that is lost on people, perhaps under the age of 50 today. And that is from about 1933 to about you know, the late ni- ni- mid-1960s. The choice in party politics was the big government party versus the really, really big government party. There wasn't a whole lot of difference between Republicans and Democrats in the 1950s. Dwight D. Eisenhower would probably pass for a moderate Democrat today, as did, in fact, John F. Kennedy, who was a passes. Well, he'd be too patriotic to be in the modern Democratic Party. He also balanced the budget, so he would be shunted out of the Democratic Party uh, at kombucha point. But one of the other things was that, that people don't remember, frankly, people don't remember about 25, 30 years ago was communism was broadly considered to be a viable form of government. It was called the second world on par with the first world. There were those who believed that they had some key structural advantages that would lead to their prevailing over us. And at the very least, in both parties, Republicans and the Democrats, there was a sense that they were here to stay and we have to make some accommodations with the Soviets, even while we're duking it out in the space race and the nuclear arms race and the proxy wars around the world. The exception to this in the late 1950s were the conservatives. And in the late 50s, conservative students on college campuses were among other things, campaigning for policies to combat communism around the world. Now, many of these students became supporters of Barry Goldwater's campaign in 1960 and 1964. And by the way, this was where modern conservatism started to make its inroads into the Republican Party, a, a, a journey that led eventually, at long last, 20-odd years later, to the well, 20 years later exactly, to the election of Ronald Reagan. Uh and this is important uh, for reasons we'll get back to in just a moment here. But the idea that, that fighting against communism needed to be a key policy point was just a little, while we were not a communist country, it was a little bit radical. In fact, this was at a time in history where communism was not just considered a viable form of government, but in fact, the Communist Party of the United States was regularly on presidential ballots and regularly got significant numbers of votes. And there were people in this country who thought that communism was a perfectly viable third way. Well, second way. Anyway, they thought it was a perfectly viable option. In fact, in some ways preferable to what we had here in the United States, and that we had things we could learn from the communists. And this is all part of what Dinesh D'Souza pointed out is, is some of the things that, 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 the Republican Party had as its baggage, having been beaten down since the Great Depression, since the Roosevelt administration, where Republicans had spent six terms 
in the cold as Ray the White House. And then two terms of Dwight Eisenhower, who was a moderate, a big government Republican, a form of Republican that disappeared for a while in 1980, uh, or at least was pushed uh, into its rightful place in the party in most of the uh, Republican Party nationwide. Now, this stayed Minnesota was, of course, a big exception to that. The Minnesota Republican Party stayed on the moderate side of Republican Party politics, uh, swimming against the tide, nationally speaking, something of which Minnesota Democrats and the news media are inordinately and disgustingly proud. Uh, I mean, you look back at Ernie Carlson's administration, he was like a throwback to Republicanism of the 1950s and 1960s and early 1970s. Something which we should be ashamed of as Republicans, but we've grown beyond it. By the way, anyone who doesn't think the Republican Party has improved a lot since 1995 wasn't paying attention in 1995. I digress. 1960-Republican convention, Barry Goldwater failed to get the nomination for vice president, but he gave a speech in which he challenged his the other convention attendees saying, and I quote, Let's grow up conservatives. If you want to take the party back, then let's get to work. It was a challenge to the young Republicans, to the young conservative Republicans in, pre- in, in present at the convention. And what was important to remember is that the Republican Party had been a genuinely conservative party. Uh, into the 1890s and up really into the mid-1920s with Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge was the last pure conservative we had in the White House in a lot of ways, more so than Ronald Reagan, yeah. But then it was a very different world back then. You you couldn't have elected Calvin Coolidge in 1980, just as you probably couldn't have elected Ronald Reagan in 1924. Anyway, 20, 24. Anyway, when Calvin Coolidge was elected. Anyway, at the in response to that challenge from Barry Goldwater, a group of young conservative students organized a meeting uh, involving 90 students from 44 universities uh, located across 24 different states. Uh, it was at the home of William F. Buckley, who then, up as up until his death, was the publisher of National Review and one of the major firebrand, uh, not firebrand, far from a firebrand, but one of the most important thinkers of American conservatism at the time. And these 90 students got together and decided they were going to codify the things that modern conservatism believes. And it includes a bunch of people who are maybe not household names unless you really dig into what modern conservatism is and where it came from. It included Lee Edwards, the historian, uh, Howard Phillips, uh, uh, Don Lipset, who founded the, co-founded, I guess, the Philadelphia Society, Paul Niemeyer, who was a for many years, a United States Court of Appeals judge in the Fourth Circuit, a contender at one point for the Supreme Court. Uh, National Review publishers William Rusher and and, uh, and uh, Alan Riskett, who went on to also found Human Events, uh, one of the other great conservative magazines. Uh, also, uh, National Review, uh, let's see, actually M. Stanton Evans, who became an author and actually wrote this piece. Uh, well, two things happened. First of all, M. Stanton Evans wrote what came to be called the Sharon Declaration, because, again, it took place in Sharon, Connecticut, where William F. Buckley lived. And they founded an organization called Young Americans for Freedom, uh, which is, then as now was one of the uh, the uh, f- uh, fundamental uh, groups of modern American conservatism. Uh, and the content of the Sharon Declaration is something that I, most Americans don't know what the Sharon Declaration is. For that matter, most conservatives don't know what the Sharon Declaration is. I'm going to suggest to you that it is very important for you as a conservative, you, I'm talking to you, yes, you, to understand what the Sharon Declaration is, to understand, to be able to pass it on to a young generation who who might think, that what is in the White House right now, uh, right now, God bless Donald Trump, of course, but uh, and and heaven so <laughs> heaven help him, uh, not screw things up. But 
what modern American conservatism really means is right in this simple little 400-word statement influenced by the greatest minds of all time, Friedrich Hayek, Russell Kirk, William F. Buckley, Whitaker Chambers, the people who, who laid down the blueprint for what modern American conservatives are supposed to be. I'm, I'm going to talk about that when I come back. 651-289-4488. I will be going to the phones when I come back as well, so go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. I pulled in the Nazareth, was feeling about half past dead. I just need some place where I can leave my head. Hey, mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy, too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones, and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treat are completely gone and the procedure happened so fast for over 35 years women and men have been enjoying healthy strong and youthful looking legs thanks to vein clinics of america like gold medalist misty may trainer vein clinics of america work for me and they can work for you too call vein clinics of america now to see if you qualify for a free consultation most treatments are covered by insurance 800-798-3399. that's 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget, Patriot Book of the Month, this month for July, Soaring uh, to Glory, spotlighting the legacy of the 14 remaining Tuskegee Airmen. That blows my mind. Uh, We are now down to, uh, the original, I believe, 144 a uh, fighter group usually had 144 pilots. I'm just doing the math in my head here. 14 remaining. Yeah, we're down to 10%. The famed black aviators who fought during World War II. Uh, you can read the incredible firsthand accounts of heroism in the face of segregation, prejudice, and disrespect. Go to am128thepatriot.com for your chance to win a signed copy of Soaring to Glory by Philip Handelman uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr. That's via the Patriot Fan Club, the place you should be going for all 
of your fan club information. Check that out. 651-289-4488. Talking about the Sharon Statement, why it is to American conservatism, i.e. the conservatism that drives this station, and why it matters to you, and why it is to American conservatism what the Declaration of Independence and the preamble of the Constitution are to America as a whole. Uh, first, let's go to the phones. In St. Paul, Vincent, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Yes, um, thank you there. Um, going back to those days you're talking about, I I can't think of the dude's name that was in the late 50s or was a conservative or some name. But anyway, you mentioned one name, Barry Goldwater. I got the book in my hand, The Conscience of a Conservative. Great book. And it's got introduction by Patrick J. Buchanan. It's got, in the introduction, a lot of things going on, going back all the way to Cuba with Fidel and all that there, and talks, you know. But the introduction, I was looking for the name. I don't know. There was somebody that was kind of famous they talked about when I was a kid in the late 50s. Yeah, it's, it's a great book, by the way. I do urge people to read Conscience of a Conservative by uh, Barry Gola. It's uh, one of, again, along with the Sharon Statement and a variety of other sources, it's one of the, the, the essential sources for what modern American, uh, modern American conservatives believe. And Barry, it's the idea, the idea, along with God and Man at Yale by William F. Buckley and uh, pretty much everything Friedrich Hayek ever wrote, uh, and Russell Kirk, who just passed away fairly recently, I believe, uh, Whitaker Chambers as well, some absolutely essential stuff. But they all came together 59 years ago this next September and 60 years ago in September on September 11th, uh, 2020, to release uh, this statement called the Sharon Statement. I'm just going to read through it real quick, and then we're going to go over it point by point. Because this is the sort of stuff where if you've got a young social justice warrior in your family with a head full of social justice mush who needs to be set straight on what conservatism is about, I'm going to guess, well, I'll tell you what I'd guess in just a moment here. We'll come back to it. I'm going to read the statement. Because it's short. It's 400 words. Big whoop. The Sharon Statement. Quote, in this time of moral and political crises, it is the responsibility of the youth of America to affirm certain eternal truths. We as young conservatives believe that foremost among the transcendent values is the individual's use of his God-given free will, whence derives his right to be free from the restrictions of arbitrary force. That liberty is indivisible and that political freedom cannot long exist without economic freedom. That the purpose of government is to protect those freedoms through the preservation of internal order, the provision of national defense, and the administration of justice. That when government ventures beyond these rightful functions, it accumulates power which tends to diminish order and liberty. I'm putting a pin in that right there. That the Constitution of the United States is the best arrangement yet devised for empowering government to fulfill its proper role while restraining it from the concentration and abuse of power. That the genius of the Constitution, the division of powers, is summed up in the clause that reserves primacy to the several states or to the people in those spheres not specifically delegated to the federal government. That the market economy allocating resources by the free play of supply and demand is the single economic system compatible with the requirements of personal freedom and constitutional government. And that it is at the same time the most productive supplier of human needs. That when government interferes with the work of the market economy, it tends to reduce the moral and physical strength of the nation. That when it takes from one man to bestow on another, it diminishes the incentive of the first, the integrity of the second, and the moral autonomy of both. That we will be free only so long as the national sovereignty of the, sovereignty of the United States is secure. The history shows periods of freedom are rare and can only exist when free citizens concertedly defend their rights against all enemies. That the forces of international communism are at present the greatest single threat to these liberties. That the United States should stress victory over rather than coexistence with this menace. And that American foreign policy must be judged by this criterion. Does it serve the just interests of the United States? 
Now, of that entire document, only the last three paragraphs have become just a tiny bit dated. Tiny bit. Because international communism at the moment is not the greatest single threat to these liberties. We've got two, three genuinely communist countries in the world right now. Two of them are North Korea and Cuba, which are not really threats to anyone. Uh, sorry, South Korea. I mean, we've been working with you on that for 60 years now, and we'll keep with it. But China, well, they are a threat. But China is not going to take our liberty unless we give it to them on interest via the bond market. So as you can see, some of the, the, the principles set down in the Sharon Statement still do hold some sway. Uh, we did, in fact, in the second to the last paragraph, asking the United States should stress victory over rather than coexist, coexisting with this menace. Well, victory there. We can chalk that one up on, on as a big W there. That American foreign policy must be judged by this criterion. Does it serve the just interests of the United States? That's an ongoing battle. But what I would love to see, this just occurred to me as I started reading it, was if I didn't give this document a half an hour of buildup as the founding principles of American conservatism and read it to a bunch of millennials, a bunch of Bernie bros, a bunch of people who think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is something other than a diluted bobblehead. I wonder how it would be received. I'm going to suggest positively because I, I pity the fool who doesn't find these positive statements. I'm going to go through them again briefly just to tie them to modern, to current events and to, to politics as they are today and, and why this, almost 60 years after it was written, is still absolutely vital not just for you and I as conservatives, although it is something we need to orient ourselves on and reconfirm in our political walks through life and the walks that we hand down to the next generation. But this is so important. I'm going to start at the top. In this time of moral and political crises, it's the responsibility of the youth of America to affirm certain national or certain eternal truths. We as young conservatives believe that foremost among the transcendent values of the individual's use of his God-given free will, whence derives the right to be free from the restrictions of arbitrary force. In other words, as David Strom and I were talking about yesterday, uh, government, the, the individual needs, and, and their free will, needs to be fostered, not stymied. That liberty, however... And these are two very important uh, statements right here, especially not just against progressives, but against the, the, the anarcho-libertarian crowd that uh, has, has been floating around out there. Foremost among the transcendent, value, transcendent values is the individuals, sorry, that liberty is individual, uh, take two, that liberty is indivisible and that political freedom cannot long exist without economic freedom, and that the purpose of government is to protect those freedoms through preservation of internal order, the provision of national defense, and the administration of justice. I'll, there's something there that's going to tick off both sides of the political spectrum. Progressives, obviously, uh, who, who believe that liberty is something that gets, it's a series of privileges rationed out by a wise central government, but also the far libertarian wing, uh, the, the people far, who, who believe Ron Paul was a sellout, who believe that the purpose, uh, that, that order establishes itself spontaneously and that the, having a government to enforce order is itself a form of oppression. It certainly can be. And the battle between liberty and order is a constant, eternal tension. And conservatism recognizes this. But without order, prosperity is impossible. And without prosperity, the kind of prosperity the free market, not government, the free market provides, that liberty is irrelevant. If you are working from dawn until dusk, just to stave off starvation, 
then you've got no time for free speech. You will have nothing to protect with your right to privacy. You won't have time to to cause any problems for which you will need to be considered innocent until proven guilty. Liberty is irrelevant if you don't have some form of prosperity, something to to live for beyond pure uh, uh, subsistence. That when government ventures beyond these rightful functions, it accumulates power, which tends to diminish order and liberty. And right there, some of the wisest words in American politics, which, by the way, David Strom and I were, were talking about at length yesterday. When government has power beyond what is rightfully its, that's power that leads to corruption. Our federal government was not a fundamentally corrupt organization up until the Coolidge administration, up until the early 1900s, until progressives started giving it power, which is going to lead us, I think, to the thing that makes this this statement so vital for us today. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance, go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. The all-new AM1280thepatriot.com. Listen to podcasts of your favorite shows. Find local and national news. And register to win prizes with our Freedom Fan Club. Check out our new look. Visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. Advantage number four, we have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, and that's hard to achieve. Advantage number five, we use only the highest quality parts and adhesives. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. 952-423-6396. And we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Need a roof? JTR Roofing. Need siding? JTR Roofing. How about windows? JTR Roofing. The name's not big enough. It should be JTR Roofing, Siding, and Windows. They'd rather have a name that's too small than a price that's too big. For a free estimate, go to roofwithjtr.com. That's roofwithjtr.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Don't forget, we got a new school year approaching. So now's the time to explore better, brighter options for your kid. See all of our partner schools at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
and learn how we'll save you half off your first year of tuition at a good Christian school. Within the last seven years, we've helped over 130 families save money and find the best Christian education for their kids. So, go to am1280thepatriot.com or contact Alyssa at 651-289-4408. Fighting back at the notion that... <laughs> no, no. This radio star is like the monster on the Scream series of movies. Just when you think we're dead, we bounce back and take out the uh, the couple that... Now, again, I'm, I'm straying off onto a tangent here. I have to watch myself. My, my pop culture knowledge starts to run up against the goal of the show. So I just have to say that when people say this sort of thing... Not dead yet. Uh, 651-289-448. We're talking about the Sharon statement. If you haven't read it, that's okay. You probably haven't. It's, it's, it's the sort of political science seminar stuff that is generally reserved for people who are, are dig into politics for the fun of it, which I'll confess, even though I do a show for it every week, it's not me. I, I can't stand politics. But this is beyond politics to me. This is something that lays down the most important ideas. It's kind of like the Declaration of Independence, the preamble to the Constitution. This lays down the most important ideas of civilization and the movement that encompasses the best in civilization. It's the Sharon Statement. Uh, going back 59 years this coming September, something I'm going to be talking about a bit over this next year as we head up towards the 60th anniversary. I'm going to continue just going through it point by point because this is important and it ties it into the present day that the Constitution of the United States is the best arrangement yet devised for empowering government to fill its proper role while restraining it from the uh, concentration and abuse of power something we have fallen from mightily in the last hundred years, that the genius of the Constitution, the division of powers, is summed up in the clause that reserves primacy to the several states or to the people in these spheres not specifically delegated to the federal government, which, by the way, is something that is vitally important, not just as a conservative, but if you've got a progressive or millennial friend, relative, neighbor, who is sweating bullets over Donald Trump being in office, well, th- th- this is what they need to know. Federalism, the division of powers, the checks and balances, the inability for one executive to get, uh, to, to get control of everything, this is absolutely important. The, the market economy allocating resources by the free play of supply and demand is a single economic system compatible with the requirements of personal freedom and constitutional government, and that it is at the same time the most productive supplier of human needs, uh, which is the opposite of what Kevin Williamson said, the, 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 the point that is, that is a, taken as an article of faith uh, among the opposition, among the progressives. As Kev, Kevin Williamson points out, politics is the single least efficient method of allocating scarce resources in the world, and yet is the only means that government has to it that end. I'm going to cut down to the end here. Oh, actually, no. Parag- forth from the end. Uh, that, we're, that we'll be free only so long as the national sovereignty of the United States is secure, that history shows periods of freedom are rare and can only exist only when free citizens concertedly defend their rights against all enemies. I like to throw this out there when snowflakes tell me, oh, can try to close the border, build a wall is racist. No, it's not. I will let anyone in here uh, to this country. I, I will support anyone who wants to this country, uh, come to this country and fight for freedom, for the principles laid down in our Declaration of Independence, and especially in the Sharon Statement. The defense of our national sovereignty ensures that the diversity of this country is a strength since we are it helps to ensure that we are built around the principles that this country is supposed to be built on as opposed to being the world's atm and the source for a lot of illegitimate power for a whole lot of bureaucrats finally the last three paragraphs that i called perhaps a little dated before well they're not 
Let's go back. That the forces of international communism are at present the greatest single threat to these liberties, that the United States should stress victory over rather than coexistence with this menace, and the American, uh, well, we'll talk about foreign policy in a minute. Where it says international communism, I'm going to suggest we fill in progressivism. That the forces of progressivism are at present the greatest single threat to these liberties, and that the United States should stress victory over rather than coexistence with progressivism. No external enemy will ever bring this nation down, but progressivism will kill us from within. And so I'm going to suggest to you the Sharon statement is as important today as it was 59 years ago. In fact, seeing what we see coming down at us from Washington, D.C. and St. Paul, perhaps even more so. Uh, Let's go to line one. Dick, uh, we've got about a minute, but it's all yours. Go right ahead. Well, I just wanted to wanted to congratulate you for um, bringing on the uh, or bringing up the Sharon statement. Um, back in the late '60s, I was the executive director for the Young Americans for Freedom in Minnesota um, while I was a student at the University of St. Thomas, um, and we had organized at both uh, St. Thomas and chapters at both at St. Thomas and and the University of Minnesota, and we made. You know, it's a number of interesting and, and I think, successful, um, had a number of interesting and successful activities, including um, getting the national organization of Young Americans for Freedom to sue the, um, or actually to hold a trial of international communism um, in, on, its, on its 50th anniversary um, in uh, 1968. Dick, we need to do this. We need to do this uh, for American progressivism, kind of bring an indictment and, and have a trial there. I, I would love to have your people call my people and talk about this on the air sometime. This would be fascinating. I'd love, first of all, to get the history. Second of all, to start connecting that history to the present day. So uh, can we do that? Sometime? Go ahead. I think it's a great idea. Right? Let's do it. I love it. Dick, have your people call my people. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. 651-2894. Thank you for your call, Dick, by the way. Uh, by okay, the way, if you want to leave a phone number with my producer, that would be great. Just hold the line. I'd love to talk. 651-289-4488. we got another hour to come up uh, Up next. A little bit of, we're going to fight a little uh, skirmish of the social war when we come back. What am I talking about? You'll know in a moment. 651-289-4488. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. 
Baseball season is in full swing. It's a good thing Matt secured his denture with Super Polygrip. Now he can enjoy the snacks as much as the game. Polygrip. It's that time of year when the family meets up. Hi, come on. Get together, guys. Family photo. It's a good thing Jack cleans his denture with Polydent, so he can enjoy the whole day with confidence. Polydent. All month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, enter it at am1280thepatriot.com. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m., and 8 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from the Patriot. AM 1280 The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.